He got the job done, beating the Knicks at home again to take a 3-1 to one series lead. It was an ugly game that boiled down to some tough Miami defense and some incredibly timely rebounding. An incredible effort that has Miami firmly in control of the series. We break it all down today's playoff edition of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube Odyssey or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Uh, David, we're sitting here um, somewhere at Kaseya Center after the Miami Heat's 109 to 101 win over the New York Knicks. They go up 3 1 in this series now. They are a win away from making the conference finals. So going back to the Eastern Conference Finals here, unbelievable run that this has been right now for the number eight seed. In the playoffs, um, what sticks out to me for this game, let's just jump right in. Uh, Bam Adebayo, big game from him, especially in the first half. Jimmy Butler, big game overall, uh, seven points in that fourth quarter to bring them home. But it was a strange game. It was a strange game because it wasn't the normal Jimmy Butler game. He took just 17 shots. It was This was more like regular season Jimmy Butler is almost than, than playoff Jimmy. Um, and then Bam got going early, but then kind of faded late. They had to get points from here and there. They were shooting... 40%, 40-something percent from three-point range in the first three quarters right. and then missed all of their three-pointers in the entire fourth quarter right. when the game really got bogged down. They had 90 points going into the fourth quarter. They scored just 19 in that final period. Just a, it, like That fourth quarter just felt like it didn't belong right. to the rest of this game. Yeah. And, there, and the Knicks made a run. And there was an opportunity there for the Heat to just let this one slip away. The Knicks were the team on the ropes. They were the ones that had to get this win. And yet it's the Heat that are doing just enough things. They've all of a sudden become this like elite offensive rebounding team in the fourth quarter. And they come away with this win. And I can't help but think, like, is this just what this team is right now? Because this is the same team that, I mean, this is almost a repeat of what happened in that Milwaukee series. You had the Bucks on the ropes. They had to win to save their season. And yet the Heat were able to pull that one out in the fourth quarter. This wasn't a come-from-behind win in the same way. But it was one that it very much felt like the Heat could have let slipped away, and they found a way to pull it out. Yeah, absolutely. I think they were the more poised team today. They, they showed the kind of tenacity that you come to expect from a Miami team that we haven't seen during the regular season, and they suddenly found this fountain of tenacity in the playoffs. It's unbelievable how they responded. It seemed like New York wasn't playing badly, not until the fourth quarter when both teams were really playing badly. In the third quarter in particular, I think the Knicks shot something like 70% yeah. in the third quarter, and yet Miami seemed to find a way to respond. They had a brief lead. They had a small lead at halftime, and just despite New York finding a way to succeed, yeah, they shot 76.5% in the third quarter. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, and the Heat extended their lead by right. a point in that quarter. So, right. Despite the fact that the Knicks were playing as well as you can possibly imagine, Miami still found a way to respond. They showed the poise, the leadership, everybody finding a way to contribute. Look, Knicks, I think, pulled out the the, the final measure, whatever you want to call it, the final step to, to unlock their team by starting Quentin Grimes. And at first, it seemed like he was doing a pretty good job of at least being physical and bodying up Jimmy in a way that Josh Hart had not been able to. And it simply didn't matter because everybody else found a way to contribute. Caleb Martin, Max Struess, Kyle Lowry off the bench. So many different players. Bam, as you mentioned, had a big game. It was just it's really weird. I like that descriptor because there's no way around it. It was three quarters of pretty solid, good basketball. And then a fourth qu- quarter that 
that is perfect for Eric Spolstra. As he said so many times throughout the regular season, he loves when these games are in the mud, and he loves Miami's response to them. And he also talked about in the postgame, so many clutch games throughout the regular season, finding a way to win when players are in and out of the lineup, lineup changing the rotations, changing starting units, et cetera, and still finding a way to contribute to winning because that's all that matters. That's the bottom line in Miami yeah. finding a way to do it. <laughs> you know what that fourth quarter reminded me of? It was kind of like that episode in The Sopranos where Tony's just like in a, in a dream for the, the entire episode. And you're Ooh. like, why is this even in the show? Right. It just felt like it didn't belong or right. like that episode of Breaking Bad where you're just like following a fly the entire time. And it just sort of interrupts the flow of the whole season. You're like, right. all right, like you're the director. I guess you're flexing a little trying, bit. This yeah, is like trying, trying to think. And that's what it felt like. The Heat were just like, you know what? We're kind of winning this game, you know, no matter how many shots the Knicks make. We're still going to extend our lead. Let's just try something new. Let's just like, what if we did this, guys? What if we just didn't make a three-pointer for the entire fourth quarter? Let's just miss our last 10 three-pointers of the game, and let's see if we could still win this one. Maybe the physicality of the first three quarters just had everybody gassed. Both teams shot They did look tired. I think think, there was a level of exhaustion there. And like you see players now, Miami with the win, and it's not like your typical response. They're coming into the postgame in the locker room, and they're just – just seem tired yeah and and conversely the Knicks fan Knicks team players excuse me are are also exhausted and they lost so it's like you try as hard as you can for 75 percent of the game you've almost got nothing left and Miami had just enough they had created that lead and that enough of a cushion and did enough defensively and their rebounding work late in the game was sensational you hinted at it before yeah incredible i mean i know it's a little no the 50 no the 50 50 balls i thought were really huge too for them and julius randall or, or tom thibodeau after the game both of them kind of saying like i don't know what it was like we're the team that's been getting those 50 50 right. balls all season and yet miami's the one that's doing it and you just see the heat they went into milwaukee they beat milwaukee they broke the bucks they had to fire their coach questions about Giannis's future in milwaukee i won't go so far as to say they've broken the new york knicks because they still have to win another game in this right. series but i want to go to something eric spolster said too about how the regular season kind of Provided a like template. yeah they 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 they, they it, it's kind of forged by this fire yeah yeah like forged it. by like it's it's they they know how to go through the ups and downs and and I, there was another game this this year it might have it might have been what was it the game three it was, it was another game in the series where it felt like they would have lost this if it had been if it, it was in the regular season or no we were talking about that game two loss to the Milwaukee Bucks and right. that could have in the regular season just been a three game losing streak oh for sure that's what would have happened right. Uh, in the playoffs, this team just has a resiliency and a confidence that you just can't really describe other than just saying they're very resilient and they're very confident. And I don't really know how else to explain it. And Kevin Love was asked about it after the game. Jimmy Butler, Max Shrews, everybody was like, yeah, no, that, yeah, we have that, that confidence that you're talking about. We have it. And everybody's like, why? And they're like, uh, I don't know. And, and hey, Kevin Love kind of just pointed to Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. It was like, as long as we have those two guys, we're good. And we'll ride them at the end and make sure that they bring us home. And, and look, you look at them and 27 points for Jimmy Butler, team high. Bam was second with 23 points. He was big in that first half. Like, I don't know if it's so if it's too simplistic to just say that, but I do think that there. Oh, let me ask you this: Do you think that there's something to what Spo said in terms of the ups and downs of the regular season, getting them prepared for sort of the ups and downs of the playoffs? I think it shows you how to find a way to win, and that's the ultimate goal. Like I said before, I think he keeps saying there's a beauty in the grind. He right, keeps saying that. Right. I think for Spo, like a guy who is so committed to the work constantly challenging himself etc it, it makes a whole lot of sense to enjoy these kinds of games but from the head coach to guys like jimmy and bam both of whom are are such devoted workaholics it, it makes a lot of sense to say they kind of just learned we have to do these steps we have to follow this all all these clutch games 
all these different lineups struggling through their shooting woes. Look, again, tonight, they wound up shooting less than 40% from three. And, and, you know, it was just, it it boiled down to who wants that rebound more. And sometimes it's not about skill or talent or your draft position or anything like that. Sometimes it's just a matter of of having the the chutzpah, as you said, the the las ganas in español, (laughs) to just want it, to go after it, to chase down that board. 17 rebounds in the fourth quarter compared to just eight. For New York, that's incredible. They just they the one possession there that I think broke New York's spirit. To your point, mm-hmm. it was multiple offensive rebounds. They kept missing shot after shot. Duncan Robinson, unfortunately, struggling with his shot in the fourth quarter. He was zero of four, and it led to those offensive rebounding opportunities. So, just finding a way to carve out these victories, having learned the hard lessons throughout the regular season, I think it does play a factor. I'll be one hundred percent honest with you. I have that quote from earlier that I was trying to remember. It was uh, Julius Randle said, Randall. maybe they want it on the on getting all the loose balls that he did. Maybe Julius Randle, maybe they want it more. I don't know. That's been who we are all year. This is a team that just feels defeated. It just seems Three defeated. Mitchell Robinson they played saying good that I just like. I mean, with the exception of Julius who struggled, they played yeah. mostly good. Bat- I mean, they had a fantastic game from uh, uh, Jalen Brunson. He was awesome tonight. Uh, you know, Quentin Grimes was hitting his threes. They were getting a boost here and there. Julius Randle was getting his points, despite the fact that he was providing lackluster effort. But then it just it seemed like it amounted to nothing. Yeah, and and, and that resiliency that Miami just has seemed to find during the postseason. I don't. I don't know. I don't, know. I, I, I don't even. Maybe resiliency is the right word. Maybe I should look up the definition again, but. It just like this is a team that led most of the game. Yeah. Like this isn't like yeah, they, a, they coming back a... from 15 down the way they did in Milwaukee. It just felt like this team doesn't let go the way that it did in the regular season right. anymore. And why that is, I'm not quite sure. It's not even like Jimmy Butler had a huge fourth quarter. He had six or seven points in the fourth he was quarter. Fine. It was he was fine. He did what he had to do. I thought actually more impressive for Jimmy was the 10 assists. Nobody was talking about that after the game, but um I I don't know. I this is just well. I think that was a byproduct of being guarded as closely yeah. as he was by Grimes. He said he loves being double teamed, and and that's why he was able to find and he loves loves to find his open teammates. Um, we do have credit cookies that we want to hand out in the next segment, and I want to talk about Max Struess and maybe I don't know could be the most important defensive play of the game in a game full of great defensive plays. I we'll talk know. about that next, David. But first, tell listeners about our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. It's the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets to all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee so you can stop stressing over your tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. Game time has made it so easier if you're in town or even here. Like, if you're traveling, if you're looking for a, a way to kill an afternoon or an evening and you want to get see a concert or sporting event, Maybe you just got the impulse. You know, it's fun to sometimes be, uh, uh, you know, not planning as well. And you just go, you know what? Let's find tickets to such a sporting event. Well, Game Time has you covered. And you can see exactly where you're going to be sitting in whatever venue you're choosing. And that's what makes it so convenient is that you, you're not going to get any kind of obstruction. You're going to find what you're looking for. You're going to get the right tickets. And they've got it with their uh, low price guarantee. And that makes it all the much better because you save money when you buy those tickets through Game Time. So download the Game Time app. Create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms to apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. 
Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Remember to subscribe on YouTube and wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Every day or we'll be back Wednesday morning with our friend Dan Devine from Yahoo Sports. He's going to talk all things Heat Knicks and if the Knicks season is over, what they have to do to keep their season alive. Um, all right, let's move on to credit cookies. It's a Heat win. What kind of cookies are we giving out today, David? I had it. But to be 100% honest with you, let's go. We, let's go. We've been consistent. Let's go the cheesecake cookie route again. I know that we got some responses to how the cheesecake gets into the cookie. Ooh, tell me more. I, I don't know exactly how it was. You somebody said you res- saw responses. So somebody, yeah, somebody emailed us and said, I think that they bake the cheesecake into it, the cheesecake filling, something to that effect. So let's just go with that. Cheesecake cookies. And we'll have to start with Jimmy Butler, right? He set the template, he set the tone, uh, aggressive early on, aggressive late, trying to challenge. Quentin Grimes, get to the line, yeah. do things that were necessary, again, to help extend that cushion, to continue to build on it, to break New York spirit. Uh, I, three cookies seems fair just because everybody else played. We have a lot to give out. No, so there's a lot to give out. Yeah. It's been a recurring theme for us, for the Heat during these playoffs, is that despite Jimmy's brilliance, despite Bam having impactful nights, other players finding a way to step yeah. up. But three for Jimmy. This was one of my favorite Jimmy Butler games, I think, of the playoffs, now that I'm thinking about it. It was subtle. It was quiet. It wasn't his best. It wasn't even close to his best, yeah, right? I, but I, I enjoyed it because it was 27 points and 10 assists, six rebounds, two steals, two block shots. Like, it was just your – this was like a really good Jimmy Butler regular season game. And I think it's important because it showed that the Heat can win without Jimmy Butler – going crazy right going like full-blown michael jordan 2.0 like right. he doesn't have to do that in order for the heat to win and a big part of that was because bam Adebayo was big 16 points in the first half for him ended up with 23 overall i i loved what the heat were doing early in the game to get bam open they were getting him sort of in that low block free throw line area that he likes to try to get to uh by having a couple of different screeners involved him coming off of some cross screens in the low block and then either jimmy or somebody else sort of getting him with the entry pass and now he's kind of on the run kind of bringing mitchell robinson out and he can kind of get to that free throw line jumper that he wants to get to or some of those staggered screens and double screens just get the right switches and mismatches on him and it just felt like the knicks couldn't figure out how they kept getting the mismatches and they couldn't figure out how to get out of it because there were so many screens happening early in the shot clock and it just felt like immediately the Knicks defense was just getting in rotation before like there was even two passes uh, from the heat and, and whatever happened, it was working in the first half. I think they made some halftime adjustments in that second half. I'd have to go back and like really look at what happened sure. there. Um, Cause it was all moving so fast, but um, I think that might've been part of the reason why Bam's second half was a little bit slower than the first half. Yeah. That said, the first half was really important for the heat to set the tone and, and Bam was the leading scorer uh, in that first half. So are we giving how many cookies to Bam then? As I think two might be fair. Two is fair. Two is fair. Uh, I mean, look, you can say a lot. The rebounding, the effort. The, the rebounding from him was so important. Go, yeah. yeah, more on that. Because I 13 rebounds in this game, three offensive rebounds, 10 defensive rebounds. He out-rebounded Mitchell Robinson. Um, and, and Mitchell Robinson had a quote after the game saying, well, he's like, I used to do that well, and I guess I don't anymore. And I'm paraphrasing. But it's just like, that's it. That's Mitchell Robinson's response. It does seem like a team that's looking for answers at this point. I mean, maybe there's a takeaway on the Knicks side of things, and we're seeing Knicks fans by the bushel just kind of jump off the bandwagon here, and and they're looking for answers because I think we saw what, you know, Thibodeau made his adjustment, made his change. Yeah, starting Croton Grimes. Yeah, starting Croton Grimes, and that's it. You and I were talking about this before the game, and I was like, I mentioned that Grimes is going to be the factor, and yet he did get the start, or I said he was going to get more minutes, if not get the start, and yeah, that was it, and 
ultimately didn't mean to. I just, I think of Quentin Grimes and I like Quentin Grimes. I like him a lot. I've liked him from college. Uh, He's a good player. Uh, But if he's the answer to how you're winning a playoff series, you were not prepared for the test. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know what other answers Tom Thibodeau has. Like swapping Quentin Grimes in for Josh Hart, who's a good player is like not really like the major lineup. It's not like, having Grimes in there changes the look and feel of what they're doing right. from a starting five, the way that like Steve Kerr moved to Michael green into the right. starting line for like, it right. gives you a different look. Right. Like that's not what he's, he's we're talking about. 2.0 basically. Right. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, cool. I guess like, that's not, that's not a meaningful change right. for me. It didn't matter. Right. And, it, and it did not matter. No. And so uh, I just don't know what the Knicks do other than just play better. And, and you know, maybe they can play better, I'm getting but they like, made a lot of shots tonight. Yeah. And they were fine. They were fine. Like they needed to make that many shots. And Julius Randle had needed to have a big game in order to beat like sort of a whole home Miami Heat game. Yeah. They didn't play great tonight. I yeah. don't think that he played like an awesome game this entire series, and yet they're up 3 1. Yeah. I, I think it, you know, simplistic as it might seem, cliche and everything else, one team wants it more, and that's the Heat. And they have the poise, the experience, the leadership. And that's I know I think another factor is you've got Kyle Lowry. You've got the good vibes that Kevin Love has provided in that locker room. You've got Bam doing all the little dirty work that is such an inspiration to all the other players. Like you're talking about Kevin Love, a decorated championship winning veteran, and he's alluding to Bam being one of the guys that it's going to carry us to a championship yeah. or carry us to the next win, et cetera. That, I think and last year's run meant a lot to this team, too. Max Struess was talking a lot about that in the locker room after the game, just like how much they learned and reflect on that that playoff run last year and how how impactful that was on this group because you know i guess this is the benefit of running it back where you and i were everybody was like why would you run it back after such a frustrating regular season obviously that wasn't the right decision who knows if that ultimately is the right decision but right now it looks pretty good with this team kind of just totally in lockstep right now and knowing where their bread is buttered they're basically hey we're gonna follow jimmy and we're gonna follow bam well i was gonna say about the julius Randle thing like um, he's giving kind of like hassan whiteside type vibes where it you know as much as some heat fans appreciated what whiteside did the the effort is so questionable that despite the 20 and 10 whatever production he might have it just doesn't feel like it amounts to anything. It's empty calories. His his twenty points were so artificial, man. Like eight for thirteen. Yeah. Credit I was for say him that making about Bam. His defense was so good. He, like he yeah. was great. Randall was just hitting some really Randall tough made shots. Really tough shots. The Knicks in general in the first half. I'm watching that game and I was like, I think the Heat are going to blow this team out. And they they never really did. No. But I also felt pretty comfortable with this team in the fourth quarter. I never really thought they were going to lose the game either. So I, whatever that means. But they cut a lead to I think six. seven. In the fourth quarter, maybe it was six or seven. Yeah, and and then they responded with like, well, no, no, it wasn't in the fourth quarter. It was earlier in the third. Then they cut the lead that had been the nine, and then they cut it to two, and, and then they responded with a a Kevin Love three pointer, and then a Max Struess shot, and then it was just another big play, another layup, et cetera, another stop on defense. This back and forth, it was just uh, Miami knows how to find a way to respond. Yeah. They take your toughest punch. They take your best shot, which is what we've seen for the New York Knicks, and they find a way to win, whether it's the adversity of the regular season, the internal toughness, whatever it is, the great leadership. Um, so many different factors there, but they're just, they, they win. They win can, basketball games. And I, I can't believe we're talking about this because in April, this team looked dead in the water. They had no energy. They were lifeless. We've talked about the, the, the switch that maybe they flipped in order to get into the postseason, but this is a completely different team. They look, I hate to say, unbeatable, but... Looking at all the other teams, not the unbeatable, not unbeatable. Let me, let me, let me, let's try to work this. Unshakable. That's fair. Right. That's fair. They yeah. could be beaten. Any they, team could be beaten. 
but they're unshakable. And I think that's as important as anything when you're looking at a team like the Knicks who are shook. And I'm watching this other series between Boston and Philadelphia, and I think they're just shaking each other. But they have an t- opportunity to close out the series in Game 5 on Wednesday night, and that will put them at two losses throughout the whole postseason. Like yeah. There are series now that are tied 2-2. Only one loss with Jimmy Butler playing, yeah. Yeah, and then one loss, you know, where, where if not for some tough officiating – you know, Miami might have swept the series. Yeah, and the Bucks shooting like fifty percent from three point range. Yeah, these yeah. incredibly Can, atypical performances. That let's put a pin in that. I want to talk a little bit. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I do want to kind of explore that a little bit more in the next segment. But really quick, I want to talk about that Max Struess defensive play before we go to break here. Um, that charge on Julius Randle that he took three minutes left in the game. The Heat are up by seven. Like I said, I never really felt like this game was getting out of hand for the Miami Heat, but if it was going to get out of hand, that was where it was going to get out of hand is three minutes left. Julius Randle making a tough, another tough basket. Jalen Brunson makes another tough basket. Next thing you know, it's a possession game in the final minute. And who knows what can happen? We saw this in the regular season. Julius Randle hits a miracle three-pointer. Knicks walk off the court with the win, and you're like, what just happened? Right. Um, Max Struess knows that Julius Randle has five fouls. I know this because I asked Max Struess, did you know that you, he had five fouls? And he said, yes, absolutely. And I said, and then he went on to, and I asked him a little bit more about it. And he went on to explain, he's like, look, I just knew that if I had an opportunity where Julius Randle was going to drive that he didn't go, he didn't say it so much as he, he's been kind of just like driving like a bull into the, in, in a, in a China shop this entire game. Right. So I knew I could probably draw that charge, which is why I had five fouls in the first place, but that's the understanding that he had. Right. And so he knew like, Hey, if, if this guy draw tries to, drive into the lane i'm gonna slide in front of him and i'm gonna pick up the sixth foul on him and i'm gonna get him thrown out of this game and that's exactly what happened i thought it was such a heads-up play and in a game where jimmy butler had a a block that was very reminiscent of bam on jason tatum Mm. on quentin grimes right at the basket to take a dunk out of the out of the hoop basically where gabe vincent had a couple of steals where max Struess had a a swipe and score kyle lowry had a bunch of big defensive plays including chargers drawn i thought that was the most impactful important meaningful defensive play of the entire game was Struess getting Julius Randle out of it. And now you don't even have your tough shot maker in the game if you're the Knicks. And that to me was it. That was it. That was over. I mean, it, it could have been a huge X factor had Randle continued to play because, I mean, the chaos of not knowing whether he's going to be able to knock down these shots or not just throws a monkey wrench into whatever poise or tenacity you might sure, have. Sure. And maybe you have to double them and that yeah. opens up something else for the Knicks. Yeah, sure. So, I, I, you know, it, it was a, a really great play by Max. Can I give him two credit cookies for that? Yeah. All right, so we've got three. Finally shooting, too. Five. It's not to but yeah, oh, yeah, the shooting was great. Yeah, I should mention 16 points. He was the third leading scorer for the Heat. 40% from three. Uh, he was Miami's best three-point shooter. In fact, at one point, Duncan came in there, missed a bunch of threes, and you kind of say, you know what? Put Max back in there. Like, he's at yeah, least he willing minutes. and decisive to take those shots, and it made a huge difference. Um, all right, we've got a few more credit cookies to hand out, and then we want to explore what we were talking about earlier in terms of maybe the Heat closing this thing out. Take a break here. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks and their million dollar daily super flex promotion. Every day of the NBA playoffs, including the NBA Finals, one Price Picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. will be randomly selected each day. You get six correct picks, you get a million dollars. Five correct picks will get a payout of eighty thousand dollars. Four correct picks will lead to sixteen grand. You must. You can find all details at PricePicks.com slash million, and you must opt in at that link to be eligible for the million-dollar entry. Once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal, and you could be the lucky winner. Daily fantasy made easy. You just go up against the, the projected numbers from prize picks. You pick two to six players. You can win up to 25 times your money. It's that easy. 
all the sports that you might be looking for, the NBA, Major League Baseball, men's and women's college sports. You want it, you can find it over at PrizePix. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code LOCKEDON. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100 by downloading the PrizePix app or going to prizepix.com today. Thanks for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Every day, we'll be back Wednesday morning with our friend Dan Devine from Yahoo Sports talking everything Heat Knicks, how the Heat can close this one out, or how the Knicks can maybe delay that. Um, all right, credit cookies, we've given out seven. That means we have three left, um, and I have three players left. So maybe we just do one to each. Gabe, Kyle Lowry, Caleb Martin. Is... Yes. Yeah, okay. So uh, quick, Gabe Vincent, three points. But had Struggle two shooting. steals. Right. I thought his defense was really important, despite the Jalen Brunson stuff. I don't know. Are we? Is it too much to give him a cookie? Is it worth just a no, shout out? I, One and seven overall. It was not a great Gabe game, but I thought I liked this floor game in general. Yeah, it's it's the the tweak in Miami's defense that we saw last game, where he's been picking up Brunson full court. A few of those foul calls, completely ridiculous. Uh, I think it was official Zach Zarba who made some really head scratching calls and then you never want to point too much. Game, yeah. yeah, you don't want to point too much to some of those, but I think that was part of it. And, and unfortunately the offense just hasn't clicked in. After having those big games early on in the series, I think the Knicks have responded by trying to challenge him a little bit more. They've been sending more doubles at him and, and just kind of just forcing him to tougher shots. Uh you know, I don't know that we're gonna get another big offensive game from Gabe in this series, but as long as he continues to do his job of defending Brunson and trying to force him into bad shots. Sometimes it works, sometimes it Brunson doesn't. Brunson made a lot of tough shots in this game. And you can look at the 32 points and the 10 to 21 and being like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I thought Gabe defended him really well on a lot of those tough shots. Two seven I, three pointers. I mean, that's maybe that's what it comes down to also is that if he hits a couple more of those. I mean, I can't tell how many how, he had that one like rainbow fade away from the baseline that more, yeah, banked right in that, at the end right. of the shot clock. And you're like, what is even going on right now? Um, he had five assists, Gabe Vincent did. And that to me is the important stat here. And I love and, and and in a postseason where Gabe Vincent has been asked to do so much after right. Tyler Hero got hurt, right. he could have come out here and forced the issue. Right. He could have. And been like, hey, I'm the guy that has to do this. And yet he sees Max catching fire. He sees Bam doing his thing. He knows that Jimmy Butler is going to get to his spots. And he actually just sort of turned the he turned it down from 11. He's like, you know what? Let me just move this to a six or a seven here. And that's all my that's all my teammates is going to need. I think that's a that, that's not an easy thing to do for a youngish player in a new-ish spot, right, where he has been so aggressive and being praised by coaching staff, teammates, the media. Yeah. We love how aggressive you're being, love how aggressive you're being, and then just him to come out, read the game, and be like, this is not the time for me to be so aggressive. Let me get these other guys involved. And he had the second most assists on the team. I only Jimmy Butler. Um, so I like it. One. Uh, Kyle Lowry. Maybe you've gone too long without talking in depth. Uh, 15 points, four assists, five rebounds. He had a steal. Key here, zero turnovers, yeah. got to the free throw line, went five of six from the free throw line, went two for four from three-point range, <laughs> four of six overall. This is a guy who, in these playoffs, continues to make a major impact without doing too much. He's not putting up a ton of shots. He's not hogging the ball. That usage rate's not very high, and yet his PER is through the roof right now. He's been awesome, and he was awesome again tonight. No, it's just I mean, he's out there. This is the veteran leadership. This is the the experience factor. He's decisive with the ball, but defensively, he switched on to Randall a number of times. 
harassing him, rattling him to the best of his ability, uh, taking charges, like doing everything. Again, just swatting at the ball, making ball handlers uncomfortable, doing whatever was necessary. It, it's just it, it boggles the mind that we're seeing Kyle Lowry be this effective after his struggles throughout most of the regular season. We already know the injury was a factor. He sat out for a large amount of time and he's been back and he's been so effective. But this is the version of of Kyle Lowry that they expected when they signed him, you know, a couple of years ago. He was yeah. supposed to be a presence in the postseason. That's where it matters most. So I think we can just overlook the past 82 games and just say, you know what? Who cares? This is Kyle Lowry. This is who he's been throughout most of his career. This is who he's going to be now throughout the postseason, assuming he does not get hurt. And he's just going to be continue to be effective mm-hmm. and a, a strong, impactful player, like yep. making a difference off the bench. Speaking of that bench, outscored the Knicks 32-10 to 10 uh-huh. in this game. Complete 180 from what happened in the regular season where the Knicks had the third best yeah. bench in the league by scoring margin and the no, Heat were in the bottom 10. No, no they had the most inco- Hart, one of the most inconsistent no Isaiah, benches in the Hartstein. NBA. I mean, everybody yeah. just seems to struggle there. They just don't uh, OB Toppin. No manual quickly for the Knicks because he, because of the ankle injury for him, but like it wasn't like he was lighting the world on fire when he was – when he was playing in this series. So uh, Caleb Martin was a big part of Miami's bench, 10 points on four of eight shooting two of five from three point range, uh, five assists two. Or I'm sorry, five rebounds, two assists. And all of that is to, and is to say the best dunk in the game. Unbelievable. Great dunk. You get a credit cookie just for the dunk, but also the points and all these things. Caleb Martin, just another awesome all around effort if, from him. If he had and then he got there, the highlight. To if boot. he had been out there for just that one possession, he probably still would have gotten a cookie. It was that good of a dunk. <laughs> like he just crashed through just, he ammed it on, I think it was Randall, yep. or might have been Robinson. Either way, he just he finished in traffic. Phenomenal. Again, momentum shifting. You can kind of feed off the energy and great energy from the Heat crowd who have absolutely drowned out all the noise about Embassy South, all the Knicks fans in attendance, et cetera. They were loud. I didn't even see that many Knicks fans unless They're the less. Knicks fans decided also to wear white for no, some reason. No, they are less. There are less than we saw during the regular season. There are less than even I saw in game three. Yeah. They're not showing up because I it's think a Monday, are- It's a Monday night. You know, maybe they had to go back to work. But also, aren't you? isn't the whole idea is that all the Knicks fans live in Miami now and right. you're supposed to show up? So, obviously, that didn't happen. It, it was it was loud out there. Um, all right. For you, I, fans. We're, we're, we're kind of pushing and uh we're pushing it in terms of time right now but i do want to just revisit the thing that i that we teased going into this segment uh i don't want to look ahead i'm not looking ahead all right but when you kind of just look at the teams that are left in the eastern conference the four teams miami the new york knicks the philadelphia 76ers and the boston celtics and i'm going to ask you to put the locked on heat hat away and i want you to put the locked on nba hat on okay so we're going national perspective you and me right now sure okay no local bias are the Heat easily the most impressive team in the Eastern Conference so far? Most impressive? In the East. Are they the most impressive team left in the playoffs? Yes. I don't think that's I don't think that's even debatable it's considering not. what they've accomplished. Yeah. Like, they're, again, we're talking about a team that has two total losses that are aberrations. And, and yet, you know, they just continue to find a way to beat teams here. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks. And yet, I like I, – I, I, that's a <laughs> – it sounds almost like an excuse for the two losses, but when you really think about it, it's not. The two losses being aberrations, because I don't feel like they were outplayed necessarily in they any game in these Victor playoffs. Oladipo, they lost Tyler, Tyler Hero. Hero. Tyler Hero is like their second leading scorer, their third leading <laughs> scorer. I mean, he's come through in clutch situations. All these games, maybe who knows what the leads would be like, and maybe he'd be targeted on defense. Those are questions for another day. 
And, you know, there's a possibility he might even be available to Miami at some point down the stretch, too. But it seems like a joke when he said, I'll be back for the NBA finals. And now I'm like, are you going to be back for the NBA yeah. finals? We because they advanced past Milwaukee and here they are looking to advance past New York. It, it, I was asked I by Heath been... Stafford. I was asked yeah. by Heath Stafford. He said, can we beat Boston or Philly? Assuming, again, that they beat New York, which seems almost like a foregone conclusion. And I said, yeah. And I, and I, I think they can. I, I am really, less impressed. I'm obviously more impressed with the Heat after the in the postseason now than I was in the regular season. That's sure. not a hot take. I am. I don't think that. I'm a little bit more impressed, and maybe this is recency bias. The Sixers, the way they beat the sick the the Celtics, Celtics on yeah. Sunday, uh, more impressed with the Sixers now. It kind of feels like Embiid is getting a little bit healthier, and him and Harden kind of are clicking again yeah. the way that they were in the regular season. So something to monitor if you're the Miami Heat and you're looking forward a little bit uh, if you're able to close out this Knicks series. But I think this Celtics team is worse than last year's Celtics team. And the whole idea was the team that got to the finals was supposed to be able to build on that experience right. and have that in the regular season, in this season. Now, obviously, Ime Odoka being out, Joe Mazzulla being in and not necessarily expecting to be the head coach of this team and, and losing as many assistants as they did mm-hmm. on that bench, not just the head coach, but right. they lost so Real many coaches answer. on the bench. Exactly. Uh, obviously, has played a role, but I haven't been impressed with Jason Tatum in these playoffs the way that I was super impressed. He was, he was shooting the lights out in the postseason last year. Just has not been as dominant a performance from him. In fact, Jalen Brown has been, we talked about this yesterday, the better player for the Celtics in the postseason. I think this Celtics team is worse than last year's Celtics team. I think Celtics fans would and are saying that. And I want to monitor that series and I'm not doing, I'm not saying anything other than I'm watching that, but based on what I've seen so far, and that's all I'm saying, the heat have been the best team in the Eastern conference right now in these playoffs. And they probably still wouldn't be the favorites in a conference finals, no matter who comes out of that Celtic Sixers series, because those no. are the higher seeds, and that's just how it works. Well, they weren't the favorites against the Knicks or the Bucks, right? Well, the Bucks made sense, but yeah, um, no, they're just—they're not going to be the favorites, and they won't. If they make it to the finals, they won't be in the favorites in the finals either. Don't care. Newsflash: It doesn't matter, but it care. just means it, everything we're, we're they're doing has been that much more here. impressive. Not just like the, yeah. in the literal sense that they might advance to the Eastern Conference Finals after being an eight seed, but. The fact that they just seem to disregard all their critics, all the people that say we doubt you, et cetera. Like you were making a good point here about the Celtics supposedly being able to build on that. But yet we've seen throughout NBA history that teams that lose find some inspiration in that. And I think tying it all together, they recognize that what they needed to be was better in the postseason that they did everything they could last year. They got the first seed. They exceeded expectations by a wide margin. And they just said, you know, what, what the hell do we care about winning a game in goddamn February? Let's win it in April. Let's win it in May. I in, mean, when it counts. The, but the Celtics lost also. They lost in the finals. And yet they're coming back and acting they're, like they won and that they don't even care. They're, younger. they're not and as desperate they're, or as hungry. I guess not. But it doesn't make sense. Right. And and I, I think it does. I think it does. I I, think it's more, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give credit to the Miami Heat and saying that, like, despite the losses, despite the frustrating regular season, despite all of this, this team is uh, is has just been unshakable in these playoffs where they kind of have no business being unshakable after the regular season we just saw. And yet here they are, a game away from making the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, that's going to wrap it up for today. We'll be back Wednesday morning. Uh, we're going to be joined by Dan Devine of Yahoo Sports. If you've not read his work, he is awesome. Uh, he's been doing this for a long time. We're really excited to talk to him about Heat Knicks. Uh, in the meantime, thanks again for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Heat on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube every day. Or as like we said, we will be back Wednesday morning with Yahoo's Dan Devine. In the meantime, David, thanks for joining me. I'm right here. Thanks, David.